I've made the questionable decision to record this while I'm uh, a bit stuffed up, so I'll be extra vocal fry today, but I just got a pop cover for my mic, so hopefully the sound will be a bit softer. Um, I wish I could say that that'll carry on throughout the entire season, but unfortunately, because of the plague, uh, most of my interviews were via Zoom and stuff like that, so the sound's probably going to be worse this season than ever before. Anyway... Um, I thought I'd just drop a little update in here before episode one of the third season goes live, which will probably be on Sunday. The first guest that I have is really wonderful and I don't want to be going on about my own shit in her episode. So the last time that I updated here, I had just moved to London. Um, I published the last couple of episodes of season two from there and I plan to settle in a little bit before starting season three. Obviously, that was massively naive. Moving to London is very hard. Um, In my first job, which was a role at Transport for London that I kind of half got through nepotism and half through having a podcast, I was earning £19,000 a year before tax, full time, and commuting more than an hour each way. So I was exhausted, but I was also making friends and getting into a relationship and building a life I missed the podcast and I was always making mental note of people I wanted to have on, but I just didn't have the space for it. In early 2020, I started to hit my stride a little bit more. I was working at the Victoria and Albert Museum for better pay and with a really warm and loving team in an organization I had really desperately wanted to work for. I had a really kind, lovely partner and I was hosting these literary events with my friends from Dinner Party Press and I had a small but really strong community. It was cold and dark and I was poor and I looked like shit most of the time, but my horizons felt really broad. In March, my mum's dad got sick and I'd been planning to come home for a couple of weeks anyway to sort of mark my first year away and then a week before I left my partner went to France for uh, with some friends for his um for his birthday and we made a couple of passing comments about how it might not be a good idea to leave the country but honestly we never thought very seriously about cancelling we said goodbye really briefly in his bedroom and then I went to work the day before I flew out I took the tube to and from the museum Nobody was masking. Nothing was really, nothing was really happening yet. Um, I said a really quick goodbye to my colleagues. I left my desk with all my work and like my pencil case and my hand palm on it. And then four days after I arrived back in Australia, all of the flights leaving the country got cancelled. I think it's really easy to forget how quickly things changed here and in the UK between the sort of 13th and 18th of March last year. I think it's really easy to think for me, why did I think that I would be able to get home after my trip? Over the six months that followed, I worked out the rest of my contract at the museum at night online. When I had my last day, curators and designers and my department and so many people I'd really only known briefly made a beautiful video saying goodbye. And I stood in my mum's yard in the sun and cried. My partner packed up my flat in London via FaceTime. Our relationship ended. I lay on the floor in my mum's room and cried. My cousin picked up all of my things and took him to his took them, pardon me, to his flat for safekeeping until I got back. And I cried in the messy spare room where I was living. My friends left London. I kept looking for ways to get back. 
Eventually, I started to think about my life here. Some small threads of promise emerged. I started therapy. I started to surface into a quiet and pretty unfussy life. I work in marketing in the arts now, and I have a nice little house. I eat, I walk to work, I see my friends, I read, I think, and I'm sort of getting to know myself again after 12 months of pretty profound internal change. I recorded this series in the middle of that, in the last six months of last year, using my mum's shitty laptop and my brother's microphone. Her computer couldn't handle editing software, and honestly, I didn't have the energy to climb over that hurdle. And as a result, this season is a snapshot of 2020. I feel less and less interested in talking about work in the way that I have in the past, less interested in doing anything that might further elevate its importance. The truth is, to have a job you feel proud of is a privilege, and not one many people have. It is wonderful, but there are other ways to think about good work. I'm doing inverted commas like you can see me. (laughs) Good work can be a job that you leave at the end of the day and don't think about. Good work can be a job where you love your co-workers. Good work can be work that just pays really well. So after this season, which is a pretty short season, I'm going to step back from the show and decide what that means. But I'll keep you up to date as the season goes on. I will see you on Sunday for episode one.